This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm so jealous of you. I'm, like, such a stoner. I don't think weed affects me well. And, like, watching you on Instagram (laughs) stories be high... I'm like, fuck, I miss being that fucked up. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's Eric Williams, your gay ass host. And today we have a bi ass bitch making her return knipsh. It's my dear friend Lisa Traeger, incredible comedian, and one of the only people who I've had on this podcast more than once. It's also like our literal two-year anniversary since she last came on. She was one of the first guests in the first season back in 20... 20- oh nine i'm kidding what year 20 i don't fucking know what year it was um i want to wish you a happy valentine's i hope your week has been good i find the holiday to be mostly garbaggio i don't know it just i i feel like it's made to make people in relationships feel like they're not doing enough for their partner and people who are not in a relationship to feel like they should be in one and both those things are most likely not true but to celebrate of course we wanted to do something campy and uh, our good, f- actually, my mutual friend with Lisa, the amazing Esther Steinberg. Matt and I are going to Buca de Beppo to Dorit's Cat Prey Room. The real ones know up there in Encino. So I'm really, I'm really happy we, we, we got to do that. Um, I'm, my past, my tenses are all fucked up. I'm recording this an hour before I'm leaving for my Valentine's Day dinner at Buca de Beppo. So it was great. I, th- assume um not only is this week special because uh lisa traeger coming back on the podcast but i just came back from a quick trip to new york where i did see marla mandel in titanic and i just want to be fully transparently honest i knew i was gonna like it but i was very nervous that i had built it up too much in my head and because i love marla and we talked about it on this podcast i was just like what if i have to fake how great it was and I'm such a fucking idiot. I had nothing to worry about. It is by far one of the best things I've ever seen. It is in the top five of my best experiences ever seeing a show, period. And if I lived in New York, I would go bankrupt seeing it over and over. It is so jam-packed with dumb bits. The belting is insane. The cast is fully incredible. I saw it on an edible, and I don't think I've ever been so happy. Besides my wedding, I love you, Matt. Happy Valentine's Day. Anyway, we're going to do this episode with Lisa Traeger. We not only talk about some housewives dish, we get into Lisa's huge role coming up in a Netflix show with my hero, Michelle Buteau. Lisa booked a big old part, so we get into that, as well as talking about character actress shit and asking Lisa, why is she a bi bitch? Thanks for listening. Follow along at Gay Ass Podcast. And if you have not yet left a five-star review, you know what to do. Enjoy. Happy anniversary, Lisa. Thank you. What an honor. It is our two-year. Do you have repeats? 
I mean, I've only had, I think, one other repeat, and it was Ashley Gavin, who uh, was on, like, two weeks prior to you were, the first season, and then we have only brought you back as our... Are you mad that I admitted that you're the second, or should I just have lied to you? Not at all. Not at all. And she's really hot, I feel. So hot. uh, I feel physically and podcastily. Okay. (laughs) And Lisa's also so hot. Yeah, since we've talked... You moved to LA. You yeah. got a dog. You yeah. got married, I feel. Or were you already married? We'll, we'll pretend I got married in that time. But yeah, yeah I got married. <laughs> I got. I had four kids. I bought a huge house in Valley Village. Um, we're manifesting that. That hasn't happened yet, but we're manifesting. You want four kids? No, I have zero kids. But um, but one day well, I'll have... I don't know if you wanted four. I think, you want I think four. one day two. Two kids. Wow. Which Can I, I tell know? you? So I um I was back home in Skokie and I don't have Facebook, but I was trying to stalk some people from my past. So my friend let me on her phone. Sure. And so then I went into a deep dive of like anyone I've ever had a math <laughs> class with. Like sure, I just sure. wanted to see. And I would say 90% of people's posts that I found were, wow, time flies. Joshua's already five, starting no. kindergarten. I can't believe it. It was like I don't feel like I'm better than other people, but it was like, <laughs> damn. I mean, it's you an guys epidemic. Are all sounding. You're this. You're all the same. But don't you think also that there is now a shortage of people who don't have kids? I've only heard of people being pregnant in the past few months. Like, and I even have one in my life that I'm not allowed to say publicly. But there's someone close to me who was early on in a pregnancy. I'm going to New York next month for a baby shower for my like lifelong bestie who's having a child. So at this point, as we our dear mutual friend Esther has two children. So now more of my close friends than not have kids. And that to me is like, when did that happen? But for some reason, I feel like our friends with kids are cooler than the friends they are. on Facebook. Oh, they <laughs> like are. They are. You know, I'm like... But I'm sure they're doing the same lame-ass posts on Facebook, too. I bet Esther is like, wow, <laughs> look at the brothers together. Like, you know, like, I don't know what happens to these parents. Their brains just, they they love. It's too much love. It's There's like, too much love. Well, you also have, like, famous bits about how you don't want children because yeah. it must be too hard to put a stroller together in the airport <laughs> on an edible. And I find yeah. that to be relatable. But everything is. It's all-encompassing. Both of our best friends, you know, there's children around us. It is... It's not chill. It's the opposite of chill. Being a parent is the opposite of chill. Which is why I am not rushing into any sort of process to even begin to consider how to have one, because I am not ready to relinquish chill. I need some more chill because there's enough demons not chill in my head. How dare I add human demons? I'm so jealous of you. I'm like such a stoner. I don't think weed affects me well. And like watching you on Instagram (laughs) stories be high... I'm like, fuck, I miss being that fucked up. Wait, is it because you just, you're, you're fucked up so much that now it's your base, your base norm? It's my base. I'm actually didn't smoke weed today. And right before I logged on, I went, wow, I didn't even think about this. this is huge. I'm actually, I have shingles. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I have sorry. a lot of problems. Um, Both my endocrinologist, everyone, I have to take care of my health. Like my friend's like, what does that mean? I go, it can mean 800 things, how poorly I treat my body. I mean, sure. it honestly could be from like moisturizing to showering daily to not eating like shit to not being on my phone all day. To Does it involve medica- sugar? Are you eating too much sugar? I eat really bad. And I, I lost 40 pounds and then I probably gained 50 back. And like... Overachiever. It sucks. I mean, I, it sucks. it's so hard Because now though. I feel it more than I ever did. <sighs> and it's not even about weight in terms of that. It's like... I feel like shit. I'm not kidding. I've been feeling like shit too. And I think the holidays hit me harder than they ever have this year, partly because I needed more of the emotional support. And so well, partly I, for me, because I had shingles. Who knew? Well, who knew you had shingles? So th- can you tell the, tell the girls shingles? Is- <laughs> Teach the kids about shingles. It's, that's just like adult chicken pox. Yeah. But like, it really fucking sucks. It's just, um, it's just, um, I was having, and this is also another thing about listening to your body that we all have to like remember and get used to, or Mm -hmm. like months ago, I had these big dry patches on my upper butt, lower back, and I was panicking and everyone's like, it's just eczema. You're just stressed. It's just fine. Put a hydrocodone. And I go, okay. And then I kept telling people, I'm like, I'm really tired. Something is wrong with me. I know it. And they're like, well, your life's crazy. Your schedule's insane. Of course you're tired. You're fine. And I kept like, not under even all of winter break i kept being like 
fuck, I just can't function. And then um, the red dry things were on my torso and everywhere. And I was like, what is this? And then the ones on my thighs started like bubbling and bursting. And that's when I was like, okay, what? I have so you had, not, you had not seen a doctor at this point? No, because my schedule was really crazy. It right. was. I was on tour and shooting a show not where I live. So it was like wild. And so I canceled my dermatologist appointment. I couldn't get in. And then finally... Wow. I sent photos to my regular doctor and Kara Clank's mother is a doctor. And both of them were like, you need to be seen immediately. Yesterday. And so I ran to urgent care and I was on the phone with, I don't know if has Sydney Washington's on the pod. Of course. A famous, beautiful lesbian. And I was on the phone with her in the waiting room and she goes, I don't know. It seems like you have shingles. I go, bitch, I don't have shingles. And then the doctor walked in. I showed her my leg. She goes, you have shingles. Bitch, Within she 10 said, seconds. bitch, you have shingles. Yeah, it's basically just like... You don't want to let it go. I'm also lucky it's not on my face, knock on wood. But it's just like, ra- it's just hives. It's hives, sores, rashes, whatever and you want to you call it. And you feel them. like absolute shit. Yeah, and they're on your nerve. It's it's a ner- it's about stress though. It's um all of the bumps are on your nervous system. So I have one pill that's just to calm my nerves down. So all of the patterns of it are on famous nerve paths in your wow, body. Oh, this has been that's a gay ass. Mm. Yeah, stressful. It's Wait, what's game. what's what's the? I just blanked on. Maybe it's because all of the weed. What's oh shingles? I'll take 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 two. Take two. This has been that's a gay ass shingles podcast brought to you by Urgent Cares of America. That's well. Listen, I mean, it, it makes sense that you were so fucking stressed. I saw your tour schedule for that's messed up. The incredible SVU podcast, and you guys went everywhere. We did, but then wildly, you know, I've been tr- I've been doing comedy now for like 13 years, I think. I, so while this tour is happening, everything's great. I got cast in Michelle Buteau's new Netflix show, which of course I needed to ask roommate. you about. Okay, so 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 here's the deal: it's on it's the huge. internet. It's so <laughs> huge because Michelle Buteau is a dream guest of mine. I don't know if if I may make this about myself. I don't know if you know that the one of the first things I ever did in New York City, I was a freshman at NYU, and they did a Welcome Week comedy show, and Michelle Buteau was the headliner, and I was sitting there. She talks about that. She said Bowen was there and Matt. She remembers that show. Literally, about I was show. in the audience with Matt and Bowen. And of course, we were all at that point equally famous. And things have changed a little. However, um, Michelle comes out. And this joke that I still... It was when Obama, of course, was in the White House. And she was so excited. And she said, quote, brown titties in the White House. And we were all... Or wait a minute. Was he about to? No, he was campaigning to be in the White House at this point. And um, I just f- fell in love with her from that moment on. And she will be on this podcast in this lifetime. I don't know when but well she... i could tell i could text her she's Fuck. gonna have to be doing some press you know what Fuck. i mean i would but she's straight I don't give a fuck, Lisa. Okay. She, 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 if 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 I'm obsessed with her, as are many other gays, she uh, she could kill a man, and I would have her on this podcast while she's in prison. Um, so so survival of the thickest is this show based on her book. Obviously, I've been following what the internet has been saying. What are you allowed to say? Like, what do we know when it's coming out? What's the behind the scenes? I don't know, uh, but I can't wait. I I just. So Garcelle Bouvet's in the show, but we never... So I'm... All my scenes are, like, in the house, because I'm the roommate. Right. And I'm not very well liked. And so I don't get to, like, be in her outer world. Oh, but Gar- so Garcelle's in the outer world. So I've never met Garcelle, so I am just, like, dying for this premiere so oh I can meet God. Garcelle. But I I'm met Peppermint. <gasps> Peppermint's in it. We added one scene together, so Who I felt also did this that. podcast. Okay, full circle. She is badass. Oh, they're all they're all badass. I mean, Michelle, honestly, like an icon, an amazing actress, improviser, boss, leader, everything, and then hair and makeup for black women. Like the, when have you ever been on a set where it's like four black women? Well, that's the famous story it? that like black female performers are always like feeling horrible because they're hiring people that have never worked with a black person before. And it's like, which is wild because none of these black women had any problems working on my white ass. You know what I mean? Like, why? Right. I met one makeup artist that went to Compton for classes because she just felt horrible for these actresses and actors who were not being treated yeah. well in hair and makeup. Yeah. Well, and also, 
you know that watching The Circle on Netflix, which of course I have watched m- not all of the seasons because now I feel like there's like 80, but <laughs> Michelle Buteau, you can tell all the voiceovers. She is just riffing her gorgeous tits off. And I'm sure the people behind the studio are just obsessed with any they're so we are so lucky to have her and can you tell me about just i as a a monstrous actor i need to know did you have to audition what what were where were you when you found out you got it yeah i auditioned and it was honestly like i don't know if i should even say this i we were like me and my friend were going to go out and i was like wait i have to just do this audition can you just please do it and I just kind of taped it in the worst angle. Like it, the camera went up. Like you could see my, like it was so bad, <laughs> but I, I got a call back. And then in the callback, I had so much fun improvising with her. You know, it was a zoom at all these dark faces, like, um, you know, bl- bl- with just their Squares, names. Yeah. And I just had so much fun with her. And then after we did a couple scenes, she went, I think we got it. And so in my heart, I'm like, I got this. Like, I this is mine. And then um, we had a little joke because I was drinking White Claws. And they're like, we love that you pick the White Claw for your character. And I I was just drinking it, though. Like, it wasn't thought out. <laughs> it wasn't a character um, choice. And then I got the call that I got it. And I was super excited. How soon but after the audition? Heart, I knew. When did you get the call? Like, was it like days Probably days or a week. I don't even remember. But that you weren't thing. that nervous because you felt it. You felt that you got it. I felt I got it. I I have also known her and looked up to her like you for a long, long time. Because mm-hmm. I remember she got a part that I really wanted, mm-hmm. and so I asked her. I go, "What's your process like?" And I realized I wasn't working hard enough. So once I realized what she was doing for her auditions, and I realized like, oh, if I'm competing against people that are like you working this hard i gotta step up my game so do you mean like she was like preparing a lot like much more? yeah like she would do like an hour a page she said before she even went to her teacher or something like that like i remember her just saying like oh for this one i did this 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 and that and i was like oh i'm kind of just reading the sides a little going to my coach and taping and so then i was like oh, I have to, like, actually put my time into each audition. Doesn't that suck to find out you have to work harder? I just, I, I feel like that has <laughs> been, that's been the, the lesson for me with so many things. And one of those is the, why well, I'm inspired by you with your tour for That's Messed Up is I'm doing, what do you t- say? It. I just wanted to say, like, on paper, I mean, some of the cities, of course, we we sell out. There's yeah. hundreds of people. We're meeting greets. We're getting gifts. But honey, in Alabama, we didn't even make money. There were so few people there that we just got our travel buyout and we didn't even make a dollar. Look at you keeping it real. Thank you. You know what I mean? I love that. No, and that's, but that's also like, I think more people need to do that because so much I feel like of any industry is trying to look as good as you can on paper. And so then that leaves other people trying to do those things wondering when like it feels unattainable and impossible but even you just saying that it's like no we're renting car we're driving around we did three cities in florida driving renting cars afternoon shows in those three we made as much money in one night in sacramento sold out so it's like you just don't know we were performing at three in the afternoon art basel weekend 40 minutes outside of miami at 3 p.m (laughs) and it was like nightmare <laughs> it was like just 50 people in a room for 400 so this is that's your, what i wanted this to is say a chapter like, in your memoir for sure but also on I, paper it looks incredible yeah. and some of the sh- and even the smaller shows i find it lucky because like we get to like meet people that really like us of course and, and that's and that's what's so crazy about the podcast too is that i don't know if you know there's like this like monstrous website that tells you rankings of like how many people like a score of how many people listen to the podcast and that's messed wow. up is it says like it's a very high score score you were in the top 0.1 percent of podcasts globally of like how many what? people i'll send you the link it's um it's you have to i absolutely will oh my god kara would love to hear that you, you i will definitely you need to show it to kara because it is just such a testament to like people fucking are obsessed with this podcast and they should be but i also am inspired by the live show of it all because the the first gay ass live show happening or i guess when this podcast when this episode comes out it has happened um which it wasn't so amazing and i'm so glad that we sold it out but um the um the amount of work that goes into and i'm meaning like logistical labor but also emotional labor for me to tell myself that like it is worth doing that is so much of the battle and i think like what you are proving is that you're just doing the thing and you're getting out of your own way to make it happen and that's probably why i love weed so much is because sometimes weed is the the extra kick i need to uh 
quite the demons in my head. Does that make sense? Your inner saboteur. My inner saboteur. I swear to God, I was writing a, a script for this thing recently, and um, I was really the saboteurs were loud, and I had a literal hit and a half of a pen, and I felt euphoric, and I was like, I'm a fucking celebrity, and I clickety clacked on those keys, honey, and I felt so good, and then I realized I was like, it's not the best process to like need weed to feel like I can get work done, but it's what I needed in that moment. No, because like, what's the difference between taking a hit of a pen and having a cup of coffee? Exactly, like, or a glass of Pinot, which I don't like wine. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't. I'm not a wine person no, either. No, and and that's it's okay. Just, oh my, all our mom friends fucking love wine. Of I just feel like all of these moms are constantly drinking wine. Back to moms. <laughs> Wait. So where's your live? Where's your first live show? L.A. It's at Genghis Cohen, and the lineup is incredible. And I'm working with a director. His name is Michael Shorts. He directed a, a, a film on Hulu right now with Tatiana Maslany that my friend, who is also on this podcast, Mike Patterson, edited. Um, and so it's just like. It's my goal is to be the next, sorry, be 10 steps below Aliza Traeger because I want to take this show all around the country because there'll be a different panel and lineup every show. And we're doing a, a, a because this podcast um, asks, you know, about character actresses, I'm doing a full competition with three panelists to prove who knows their character actress of choice the best. And of course, the questions are garbage because they're so hard or so uh random but also i am real... so jealous i do not get to play this character actress game i, I promise love you <laughs> i promise you you will be on a show and the only reason not even I... in that way I, but I, I, like what a fun game like what a fun game and the air actresses this happened to me. i ran into matt rogers at the airport and i had tickets to his new york show yeah. and i was just asking just as like a curious fan and mm-hmm. i was like oh who's gonna open and he goes, well, you can open. And I go, that's not why I asked. I promise that's not why I asked. So I did get to open for him in New York. Wait, but is I that already, how it happened? But I had five tickets already. Like, I Stop after my it. thing, I went and I sat and watched. I'm like, I've been to his show three years in a row. It's like kind of my Christmas tradition. It's so, that way. So he, So you opened. I did open, yeah. But I did feel like this old woman who, like, shouldered her way in no. from LaGuardia, but <laughs> listen, thrilled La- to be there. LaGuardia but is the only <laughs> option. And also, ask it and, you know, say it, regret it, forget it. I'm trying to now combine the Dorinda <laughs> saying with also just <laughs> put into the world what you want. Um, write it, forget, yeah. Yeah, wait. <laughs> oh my God, Dorinda. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. <laughs> Um, okay, so you know what? I'm going to ask the Bravo question now since we brought up Dorinda, and then I'll ask you the famous podcast question. First Bravo question for you. Jen Shaw is uh, sentenced to 6.5 years in prison. Lisa Traker, how many of those 6.5 years will she serve? I'm going to say four. Oh. Okay, we're going to put it on the record that you have said four years, and when she is released in three <laughs> you think three i don't know there's there's oh, i'm now reading different things that they're saying that federal um sentences are different it's like you have to serve 80 percent of it so maybe i'm just i mean i know i'm dumb but maybe i'm showing my dumbness right now so i i don't know the judge of- just seemed really like fuck you yeah and people are saying too that 6.5 was way less than they thought that she would get because people that were less involved got more time Really? That's what I've read on Twitter. So, you know, pillar of salt. Maybe they had worse lawyers or something. Oh, that's and that's also what they said, is that she had a lot of money. So, And uh, she, I know, argued that she's trying to pay restitution, which I don't know if that will change her time. But do you think that Salt Lake City is going to continue without her? This is the thing. I don't like watching her. I haven't liked her since the first season. Like, mm. I do like people a little more grounded in reality. Yeah. Like, I don't like when she starts screaming in the tub, like screaming and flipping out and you and like, you can't talk to them if I don't like them. Like, that stresses me out. And I know a lot of people love that for Bravo drama. But like, anyone that reminds me of like the narcissist sociopathic friend that like fucked me up. I don't it. I don't want to watch it. So I don't Jen like Shaw reminds you of your sociopathic friend. The yeah. Or up. like a Teresa. Like, I don't like people that can't apologize, that can't be accountable, that don't understand hypocrisy, who can't like, like everything's just about them in that moment at that thing. And you have to do exactly what they say or you're wrong. Like, I don't, it stresses me out. Get her out of there. And people wanting Mary Cosby back is crazy too. I'm like, she is a cult leader. Like, why do you want these? Oh, I, 
I want to continue this, but the interesting thing I saw is like with Girardi, with Tom, it's like, well, Erica is complicit. But mm. with Coach Shaw, none of us are like put Coach Shaw away. I know, but I've also read a little bit that he did know about. I mean, I guess just I'm proving your point that I'm. I've read that he did know about these things, and yet he was not involved in any sort of litigation, right? Nope. Is that a misogyny thing? I have no idea. I mean, maybe, or maybe because she's the famous one or something. Right. Well, then that begs the question then, because I agree with the Teresa Judice of it all, that if she cannot show it a single morse of guilt or like accountability, it gets tiring to watch. Like, what, two seasons ago where they were like the, the whole Jackie thing where she said that, you know, if Gia had done coke or whatever the fuck it was, and then... Teresa the entire time refused to acknowledge that even if it was an analogy like she the fact that she has her blinders on in such a dumb way but not saying that this is the same but I am saying that there is a very big lack of accountability Lisa Vanderpump did you were you ever frustrated by her never being able to say a legitimate sorry no and I wonder if it's because she still kept it calm Mm. like I wonder if that kind of tricked me I just don't let like Teresa getting mad that Melissa didn't move her wedding date when Teresa was pregnant. Like, that kind of stuff to me. Like, I wasn't quick to understand who Lisa Vanderpump really was. I was kind of a narcissism, I think. She was less narcissistic or less. She was fun. She's smart. I think she's smarter than the other two. And Teresa is dumb. What about, um, so in that vein of Vanderpump, Lisa Rinna is fired from Beverly Hills. Um, Where are you on the side of the coin? Uh, Happy, devastated, neutral. It's time for her to go. I think she made huge mistakes. Like, you know, I loved Dorinda. But her final season was rough. Disaster. You gotta go. And that's, it wasn't because Lisa Renna was drunk and like, but she should have let the Kathy thing go faster. She was not traumatized. I don't buy that for a second. And Kathy apologized. Kyle wanted to drop it. Drop it. Like you created the drama. Now drop it. And she didn't know when to drop it. I agree. And I think that if she comes back, I would be more pro Lisa Rinna coming back than Dorinda because I don't think Dorinda has learned a damn thing. No, the girlfriend's trip, ultimate girls trip too. Just as bad. Dorinda was uh, really hard to watch the way she was like yelling at everyone. And she about made Tamara cry. Yeah. And I, I would have cried. I would have cried of if course. someone goes, Oh, you don't know how to read this sign. Are you stupid? Like, I would be really upset if well, I, I would first agree and, and like say that. that yes, I'm stupid, and then <laughs> yeah. I would cry. Um, Matt has been rewatching OC, and it's been very first. It was first torture because it was the first seasons are so dark and they're so sad. Well, no, because that's so funny you say that because to me the OC is where it all started. I remember 2006. I remember I, the fact that these women have been in our lives for 15 years is wild, but like. I remember before it was anything, and I was like, "What? Who are these people?" So I, I haven't rewatched it in a while, so maybe it is the more thing dark is, than there I is remember. Still, there's still the magic of the Real Housewives, which is why we got into it. It's now persisted, but the darkness is like there's Gina Jay- Keo's husband, Gina's husband, Lori's child going keep going to prison. There's just like a lot, and then and then you can see the parenting and how dark it is, and then. There's it, there, there's less fun of the glamour and more it's more heavy handed of just like let's see how fucked up these people's purse. There's like also a, a woman who I don't remember her name, but like her kids, they're like grounding them because they like had some sort of party, but then the kids are like clearly having substance abuse issue it's just is it the hot blonde girls with the black streaks and all the pit bulls oh yeah she is one of them she is one of them <laughs> whereas vicky gundelson the reason why she lasted so long is because she is a genius i mean as uh, the 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 brooke seasons were terrible to get sit through but, but despite that vicky she's the perfect blend of insanity and that's why i think she lasted for so long you know what my best friend said that i loved she goes, I judge the housewives of if they would be nice to my mom. Oh, wow. And I loved that. And we went through, Vicky like, would. who would be nice to not? I don't We I don't know. She was saying Ramona wouldn't. No. She thinks all of Potomac and Atlanta would. But, like, she that's how she judges them. And I was like, oh, that's... Vicky, to me, is... 
you're she's an OG and I respect her and whatever she's done. And I know Brian Moylan in his book talks about how like she is really nice in person. Right. That but changed she's, me like, a little bit. A Republican, judgmental. Oh, she's like, a te- terrible person, but yeah. she is a very good housewife, I think. Yeah. Well, and in Brian Whelan's book, what co- what he covered that I really liked was how the show started about these women and their families, and then it changed to like the women going to lunches and trips on their own, oh, and the true. families in the back, um, and the shift the shift that happened well it's, and it's true that also vicky is constantly on record as saying that she wishes she had worked harder to stay with don and i think yeah that, that was the biggest mistake of her life of course huge big mistake huge so she could have been with don till this day and worked through the hard patch I, the show inflates people's ego like how they're gay now heather yeah. gay was my favorite that was my girly and then one rihanna follow and that's it and that's it. And now the ego ego has exploded, and there is now an unexplainable black eye. And and now we're just left picking up the pieces. But I never watched Miami. I didn't either. And, and then I, I'm, Sydney I'm was like, I, we were doing a little fun friend sleepover, and she put it on, and it's better than New York. I know like, that's what people say. I these just have to women give the, they have all my favorite elements. You could tell they're truly friends. Mm-hmm. Like if tragedy happens, they are hug. They are there for each other. They are actually friends and maybe in the same social, like maybe some aren't, but like they have a core love for each other. And I I like that. I don't like when it's like these people are forced to be together Two, they go there. <laughs> they go there. It's like that building you live in. It's for fucking hookers. Like they go there. And then the resolution is quick, too. It's like which is what you it, need. That's the, why New York and is Potomac so good. and Potomac is so good. And it's Potomac, like yes. It's like the worst thing ever has said they're fighting and now they're at the Versace mansion and all the titties <laughs> of it all. Miami's just like titties, sexy, and they use their bodies for men with money. And it is obvious. Maybe I'm not triggered ashamed. because my older brother went to University of Miami in Florida. And when I went for his graduation, there were so many men around him that would have beat me up in high school that I like it was hard. It's hard for me to associate with the city of Miami. But I think. I think I need to get over that. Maybe not even the first, even if you start with last season and just watch these new ones. Yeah. I mean, Lisa's fam, this man is caught on a hot mic cheating. He's is it better than, is it better than um, Jersey's, um, my cunt wife? Yes, because he's just like, I don't fuck my wife because it's, it would be like cheating on the woman I actually like. Okay. He's like, I'm going to be single next week. She has no idea I'm leaving her. And they're, they're having a party at the house. And then his friend in the kitchen is like, are you miked? And he goes, yeah, that's why I'm whispering. <laughs> Camp. And then the next season, the next episode is her like crying on this girl's trip and everyone's like, what's up? And basically Lenny straight a Russian Jew and his in-laws come and they're just like so Russian. It's wild. Um, but Lenny basically is like, I'm divorcing you. Get the fuck out of my house with these kids. I don't want to be with you. And brings his 20 plus year old girlfriend to the house with her children while she's in Key West for the show. Kicked his mom and nanny out of the house, won't let anyone in, and was fucking his 20 some year old girlfriend in the house with his children. Okay. Lenny Hochstein. Lenny, ugh, giving us Jews a bad name. I hate when that happens, but that is good TV. But what a, that's a villain. That's a bad man. Oh, it is. And he is. He went out to F1. Like, he doesn't give a shit. And it's like, but my thing is, when you marry for shallow reasons, you can't expect a real relationship. You get shallow results, which apparently is your fucking nanny getting kicked, your nana getting kicked out of your Miami mansion, and then your husband fucking a child, teen, uh, 20 year old. Um, That's not, uh, but you did give me a good pitch. And for anybody listening that does like me has not I mean, Alexia is one of the most beautiful people in the world. She's very Teresa-like and, like, she was talking about domestic violence and legit was like, I mean, there's two sides. Domestic violence is really hard for men. Women lie. Like, she, her <laughs> son was charged. Of, oh, I was like, where is, where is, who is she explaining away? Wow. But these, but these women are just, like, sexy and they use their sexiness. For okay, their lives. fine. I'm watching it. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. And also- Marisol's drunk and she calls cocktails cockies. It's a little annoying, but she's like, I need a cocky. Stealing. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, you know what though i i need to ask you the famous podcast question because i'd be sued otherwise lisa traeger you identify as the b as in bitch as in by whose fault is it that you're b who do we blame babe i think it's honestly like the t- it's leonardo dicaprio and nick carter to mm-hmm. me are like my crush and both men and women can give off boy band titanic energy i was gonna say both of those people have a deep femininity that yes <laughs> that we can dissect because leo i found myself loving the softness of him but also mm-hmm. I, there's something about when he kisses kate winslet in titanic there was a comfort because i feel like the lips were of a woman but also i could see them gurgling on my cock yeah, and in that movie, like, he's, like, the little virgin boy, and mm-hmm. she's kind of, like, right. teaching him what's up. So it is this innocence that, you know. With Did the... any part of you feel anything towards Kate in the movie? No, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm obsessed with her, for sure. But not yes, in but... a sexual way. Because it's so funny. Me and my ex once um, were watching Survivor, and I was like, oh, that girl's hot. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, I'm more into this person. And it's like, oh, yeah, we have different types. That's why we're together. Like, <laughs> we're not going to like the same Isn't person. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Whenever you're w- dating someone and then you compare notes about who you're into and then you're like, ew, why are you into that person? But then you realize that that person is you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens with Matt all the time. I'm like, they're so nerdy. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That, um, but you guys are such a cute couple. Thank you. I have sometimes, I have sometimes um, a complex, and I've gotten over it mostly now. But you know, there's a thing about what the universe says is attractive, right? And like the Leonardo DiCaprio, and Nick Carter's are what, especially American society, and especially when we were growing up, I feel is the blondness, is the blue eyedness, is the uh, whatever, like at least some muscle. And um, so when I started dating Matt, you know, he has the light eyes, just like, just like a beautiful American Georgia man. And so in my mind, I was like, I am the lucky person to be dating him because I am the gangly nerd from the Midwest who is a nerdy Jew. Like, I just, I thought that that's, and so I said to a friend once, I was like, you know, it's just, it's like a little weird because I know that I'm the less hot one in the relationship. And he was like, you need to like not say that to yourself because you were both very hot. And I honestly like, and he wasn't saying it just to like, 
obviously i'm always fishing for compliments but i i could tell that he was just saying it in a way that was like hell like problematic thinking don't go through life in this way and it's also not the yeah truth. but i wonder if matt feels the same way too it's honestly cute if both of you feel like you're the lucky one That's i fucking like hope nice. he feels that way can you imagine <laughs> i interview him he's like no i'm hotter <laughs> like, <laughs> well <laughs> then we both agree but then we're, we're, we point out people when we're walking around like who we're into and um oftentimes he like he he's gravitates more towards the character a character actor <laughs> if you will and of course i'm more into leo yeah but char- being a character actor is the dream it is to me in my head like uh, to be a kooky best friend roommate like that is the life and hello dreams came true in 2023 for survival of the well, i didn't realize that but i uh was back at zany's chicago and the manager robbie there he was like um he goes wait you know last year you were here you said your dream is just to be a kooky best friend in a show and he goes and now you're here and you booked a kooky part and i go yeah, it's what I can do. It's I'm, I want to be the Patton Oswald on King of Queens. Like I'm that is what I'm here for. In my eyes, I'm literally <laughs> choking up because to see to see dreams come true for people, and I'm not joking. I this morning there's a new Drag Race queen that um I have mutual friends with that of course I'm not going to remember. Oh, actually, I can find it to you for, for you in two seconds. Her name is Lucy Laduca, which we love. We love the name, and I looked at her Instagram because my friend posted about her and. There's a video of her, of whatever her name is out of drag revealing to her family that she's about to go away for two months to film Drag Race, which apparently I think she had been applying for. And the video is her siblings screaming and weeping out of joy. And it, I'm going to play you, like, see if you can even hear for a second what the reaction is. It is so fucking sweet. He's going to be filming Drag Race. Oh my god. And then they go and embrace him and it's just like to see dreams come true is such a visceral feeling. And so when That's you th- where I cry the most. I love dreams coming true. Exactly. Give me an Oscar speech, give me an Olympic story, yes. and then a gold medal. And that's why you're talking to the about family, all the of roommate it. thing and then your manager or whoever being like, Don't you know this is what's coming true? It's like that makes me get weepy because it 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 could not have happened. It could not be happening to a better person. And like it also it also I think like proves that good things can happen especially when you put in the work in the years and like i just you know that's but you have to like you know because there's exactly because this might be this moment and then i don't get that like you have to enjoy every second but it's it's never like fully consistent it's never like well it's it's i think it's what i talk about in therapy a lot is like being present and feeling successful in this moment and i think that the the peaks and the valleys is where it really can be shitty because here's a great example this fucking podcast, I was feeling and am feeling great about it, but I ended this second year in the second season because I needed time to regroup. I needed the break. I needed to get the live show together, whatever. But during that break, pretty quickly after getting some rest, I instantly had the saboteurs come in louder than ever because I wasn't, the rest was giving me time to feel inadequate and so instead of what i wanted which was like a rejuvenation i started to feel like a failure even though that's what i was asking for and so i so it's like it's so hard to it's hard even when you know all the things like i know it's like john ham didn't break out till his 40s he taught math you know it's like all these stories are like you know um ups and downs in these decade-long careers and you you want to last forever it doesn't you know you don't want to be quick like i love when we interview people on the svu podcast and i go on their imdb and it's like 170 credits yeah and you go to the beginning and you're scrolling and you go wow what a life and so but knowing all that it's still sometimes difficult especially with instagram and seeing stuff and where you should be what you should be how because like i'm annoyed i haven't taped an hour and i keep seeing people getting second hours and all these hours and i'm like why am I not done an hour? But I'm like, I don't like to force things. And when it's time, it'll be time and I need to chill out. And but... there's always going to be something that you feel like you haven't done yeah. like at every level. It's like, well, they're on their second Oscar. Like, cut to you, like, in, like, you know, or, like, whatever the fuck it is. Like, it's just it. <laughs> but I'm also so, I don't know. I did have an amazing moment leaving set of Michelle's show. And then I was in, oh, you're going to love this. I was in a cab um, going over the Williamsburg Bridge mm-hmm. to meet some friends. And the skyline of New York to me is like 
everything. Yes. And it was trafficy. So we we had to stop on the bridge and it's all it's dark and it's like the beautiful skyline. Like um a ferry is on the water. Everything is perfect. And then Kelly Clarkson's song comes on, you know, like a moment like this. And I started bawling in the back. Wait, was of it that cabin. literal song? Yes. <gasps> like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson American Idol song starts playing, and I'm like. I, I never want to forget this moment right here. And, like. and that is, I think, what a lot, like, what we need to do, which is, like, can I just take a second to, like, like breathe this in? You probably did that as you're weeping to some people away, you know I mean? Well, and I tape myself now. I'll tape myself messages. Wait, wait, what? So, wait. like, if I had a great day on set, like, I would leave and I'd be, like, I, I tape myself a thing, like, don't forget this, like... You booked this show. You're here in New York. All this. And I've gained a lot of weight. You know, it's like on my head. It's like sucks. And so I'm like, and you did this all while being the biggest you've ever been. None of it matters. Like you fucking did that. So I'll do that sometimes. Do you do like, video just, or audio? I, I'll do a video of myself oh my on the God, streets. That's... Just so like, just in case if I need to or if I forget like the beauty of things. And I if can you be, need like, a moment to that. maybe remind yourself. I, so here's the yeah. thing that, that someone told me once that actually really resonated with me that I often forget is that you have to trick your mind into feeling like a fucking badass bitch celebrity star. And then you can literally put yourself into that mindset to do what you need to do to get it done. And I think if if you can't access that if you watch that video from walking off of set or whatever the hell it is to like maybe start to trigger because like everything is a mindset right it's like not to get too woo woo but like every like you you and i are both sitting here and we're both amazing people stars great but we feel like complete shit at times and that's just the temporary mindset that it's like the truth is is that we're we're great you know yeah it's like all the different because i live in a studio apartment and that bothers me sometimes because i'm constantly going to my friend's new houses and i'm like i don't know if i'll ever be able to buy a home like who fucking knows and i actually don't even care about that i don't want to have to fix an air conditioner like oh my god I, i don't want i don't even want that but sometimes i'm just like fuck my friends have houses <laughs> like and watching, i don't <laughs> we've been watching nate and jeremiah has a show on hgtv that we just came across which is something about like fix my home which is basically people who start to renovate their homes and then they get so stressed or indecisive that they abandon the project and they're living in an unfinished home and i mean like gutted like they're doing their dishes like, in the bathroom um, sink margaret josephs margaret josephs exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But but it's Margaret Josephs for 10 years. And so Nate and Jeremiah come in and they basically just like, what's the deal? Let's be gay and, and, and insult your home behind your backs and then in front of you make it gorgeous. But watching that, I was like, owning a fucking home and like all the things you have to deal with, like I do aspire to that only because I... Well, you want a family. You know, I want a family, and I and I and society gets into my head too much. But I need to ask you, uh, Lisa Traeger, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, now I think she's a leading. I bet. I think I answered the same way last time. <laughs> or do we and talk honestly, about this? We did, and I don't. Rem- <laughs> I devastatingly don't remember your answer because it was two years ago. So. My brain immediately goes to character actress Margot Martindale. Mm. But then I go, that's because of the name recognition. Like, there must be people I do love more. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Catherine Hahn. But then I'm like, this is who I picked two years ago. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> but, it. But but that brings up a, a thing we did not and talk about. And now she's a lead. Well, she is a lead, but she also, um, I don't know. Do you think in Glass Onion, what what was she? Was she charactering? I don't know, but you know what I just wanted to say? I've been watching all of Kate Hudson's press. She is a star. Like, this is what I mean. Like, it's insane what a star Kate Hudson is. I have watched every single press thing she has done for this movie. Oh, so you're saying, like, her, just her energy and in a junket. Yeah, I was just watching her in the back of a cab in London going through London. Talking about her and her friend Stella, you know. So any that, that's that's how you know there's a star is that no matter what they're talking about, you're obsessed. So that's the thing when I'm like, why the character actress is great is because you don't. Not, I like doing all that stuff, but like the stars have to stay thin. Mm-hmm. They have to stay young. Mm-hmm. They have to like do the thing, mm-hmm. and then the character actresses get to like hopefully win a supporting Oscar. But 
you can wear what you want. I don't know. It's just like well, a little. That's partly why I swear to God, I've stopped worrying so much about what I look like because I forget who said it to me, but someone said in a beautifully, brutally honest way, like, are they paying you to look incredible? I'm like, no, like what the, who the fuck cares how much hair is on the top of my head or like how big my pec muscles are. Like, of course I care about like a feeling hot in life and like having a guy want to like, motorboat my hairy tits but i <laughs> but like professionally no one gives a fuck no but i did get one audition that i re- declined but it was um a woman at her desk with her bare feet up on the desk eating fried chicken at work and i went you know what i'm not do. i'm not going out for this you Good can get for you else. and that's on... that's like too far <laughs> i don't want to be footless i mean shoeless <laughs> Ugh, eating chicken at a desk like we need what, to circle back this? and you need to tell me who ends up doing that during that part i know i should find out who I, but i i love judy greer as well oh but are you watching I'm, are you watching reboot no she, I, I should i i haven't watched the whole season but um judy greer is really good in it and i think that she of course it's like i think you say it in a great way the reason why we love them is because we love who they are at any moment of their lives and however they look but whenever we are seeing them talk we are hanging on to every word yeah like lena dunham's mom and girls huge her to me is but i don't know her name but like her to me is like i I mean i'm picturing her there was vulture did a whole rundown you know vulture did like the top characters and And that was was really fun there was also someone and i'm sure we have to end this recording soon but there was someone that tweeted i want to know your take on this um because of the megan movie that's such a big deal this year the um allison williams discourse someone posted first of all an interview that she did i think for vulture as well that was really good basically where she was like people sometimes think or say that they think that i was outside of the joke about playing marnie on girls and that they thought that i was like that in real life and i I used to really care but now i have to not worry that some strangers think that i am just like marnie and of course it still gets me but it, it doesn't get to me as much as it used to anyway someone tweeted a video of her from girls where she's singing in the car while lena dunham's in the back seat and lena dunham's like please just stop singing and, and then marnie is still still going off but someone said um allison williams is a comedic genius and i i had to take a, a pause because she doesn't she uh, she's not you can't really say a character actress for her because she looks she's that's not what she looks like but she is fucking funny i mean she's so good and get out would you categorize her as a, a comedic genius genius no i I, but i agree and it's not just about her though all of girls because Mm -hmm. lena dunham is like there's a lot to all of that and some of the criticism i guess is warranted but like the show is good and it's funny and it gets it and it's like the idea that you thought you think that these are all idiots who don't know that they're playing obnoxious people you're the idiot yeah fuck you i because i rewatched during the pandemic and i was like this is funny this is good this is satire and everyone was just so mad that they had rich parents oh yeah and and there were no black people in the show which is a problem Mm -hmm. that's like an a legitimate you know critique but everything else it's like john mulaney's rich or you know nick kroll Kroll, talking about but something about these young and i think it's because lena dunham is like quote-unquote chubby and like isn't like, they didn't like that she was naked. Like, me- most of society don't like people feeling good about themselves or sexual if they're not what people want you to look like. It really bothers people. It also bothers people that when they probably see some quote-unquote cringe things in themselves on screen. and But, but even though the on-screen is a self-aware, like, they know what they're doing, the people watching have to feel better about themselves of being like, these fucking idiots don't even know that they're being cringe. And it's like... We're all fucking cringe. It's I I I I really resent that. Like I am a pretty earnest person, and it and it just has to be that. Just I just can't fight against it. But Allison Williams also had a great nepo baby quote. Oh, I can see that. That made me happy too. Yeah. Uh, because it's like you guys, we just want you to admit it's easier for you, and, and then, then have your on. career. And then have like it. why the defensiveness? It's Did, crazy. Um, well, my, my, one of my random like college stories is jack quaid i wasn't in like a direct class with him but i like was in the same program with as him and i'd see him all around and i don't i don't know if he's come out with a quote about having meg ryan and dennis quaid as his parents but i imagine that he 
would agree that it was pretty easy compared to other people for him to break in. And then, of course, he, like, did what he's doing, and he's doing great. But, like, it is psychotic if a person who is a Nepo baby... That's like rich people. It's so frustrating when they pretend that they aren't or... Has Robbie Hoffman been on this show? No. A cool queer... You gotta have Robbie. I gotta have Robbie. She said something that I loved. She goes, for rich people, you have everything. The only thing you don't get, you don't get to say you're self-made. But that's it. That's it. You get everything. You just can't say you're self-made. Genius. And that drives them crazy. It drives them crazy. It does. And the best type of rich person says, yeah, we're actually going to um, Barbados uh, because, like, my uncle has a sick place i know it's insane but i can't fucking wait to be drowning in a mai tai keep it there don't say well you know actually there was um a lottery system where there was um maybe a few people that were you know hoping to get it's like i don't give a fuck that you're going to barbados enjoy barbados and i will feel sad about myself looking at your pictures and maybe you'll take me someday Boom. The denial of it all is so frustrating. You know who else is a cool, an old school Nepo baby? But Brooke Smith, the woman in the well from Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you sound like an old gay man. That's like, you know. (laughs) Her mother was a very famous publicist. Oh. Like huge, like Meryl Streep, like a huge publicist and uh, she and in a vulture interview she said she goes well i got that part because me you know my mom was this publicist and i got an audition or whatever like she just and so when i got to talk to her i go you know you're the only person who ever credits nepotism mm. she goes yeah i mean who cares it's how i got it i, I do and then she goes maybe some people think that like because of that then they're not talented but like if you're talented, who cares? Yeah. It, but to me, it's like, it's not even about nepotism. Like, I'm a fucking immigrant with senior citizen parents who survived a war, right? I was on food stamps when I came to this country. I was not a citizen, all of that. But still, I tell people, I'm like, well, my parents paid for my college. My parents paid for my cell phone. If I needed a down payment, they got me. Like, that in itself, like, support, like, I am always... Because I try to think like, fuck, what if my parents didn't help me move to New York? Mm-hmm. What if I had to pay for my own health insurance in my 20s and my phone and like all these things? And it's like, that's not wealth. <laughs> my dad drives like a 2000 Toyota Camry. I'm not talking wealth, but I'm still able to. And I'm not a hero, but I'm still able to be like, thank God. Because I know people who don't have supportive parents right. who don't have any cushion and are trying to do this while really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get why we can't be like, babe. I know you're struggling. <laughs> like right. I, my, well, I don't have student loan. And then whenever people say like I'm not rich, I go, "Do you have student debt?" And if they say no, it's like then you are rich. Jamie Lee Curtis is the same way. She has actually said that she had the benefits. Like you know, who is her mom? I forget. But like um, Janet Lee, Janet the Lee, one yeah. who got stabbed inside. Yeah. So it's like you know, well, her it was, father is the best. Who is her father? Tony Curtis. I'm a big Some Like It Hot person. Oh. I was raised on that movie. And so uh, Tony Curtis was like big in our house. Are you seeing or did you see the new Broadway production? No, because it's not the same thing. Sorry. Cancel. Well, I didn't know either. Um, someone someone put their program and I go, oh, my God, I love that movie. And he goes, it's not about the movie. And oh. I went, OK. <laughs> so I did the same thing as you. Do well, not feel embarrassed. we're all listening and learning. Um, Lisa Traeger, speaking of. I don't want to go. I know. Is there another question? There is another. There is a final question that I did ask you two years ago, but we'll see if either of us remember your answer and if yours has changed. Lisa Traeger, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh my god. Um Well, I love Rat Race. It's Rat Race. Perfect. Is this my same answer too? It probably is. Lisa, always and forever, <laughs> Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> I'm so thrilled you came on. Thank Where can people follow you? Me. What's the goss? Well, so Kara Clink and I have a podcast called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, and we just started a Patreon for some extra non-SVU content, and it's called Name Dropping, because a lot of our ba- um, one-star reviews say we name drop too much. <laughs> Come on, clap back at the hater, the one-star <laughs> reviewers. So, yeah, it's just us watching, like, Drag Race, other movies, just random content that's not... Yeah, like, subscribe to the Name Dropping Patreon, listen to That's Messed Up, check... Oh, and then I'm on the road. So, uh, February 9th to 11th, I'm Kansas City, and then in April, sometime I'm in uh, San Francisco at 
one of the clubs. I don't remember one anything. Of the best I'm so clubs. bad. Check her, her profile. <laughs> well, now they're owned, but it's Cobb's or Punchline, and now they're all owned by Live Nation, so it doesn't actually matter. Sure, it's Live but Nation. One of those. Yeah. I'll be get, at one of those. Get Live your ticks. Follow Lisa also on TikTok and Instagram. The videos are so fucking funny, and um, I will see you IRL soon. I pray. An honor. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.